More memories are made when you're there for live NFL action. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best views of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. You can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash NFL. Tuesday night, that means we're back with another episode of Dynasty Theory. The whole team is here tonight. I took the week off last week, but don't worry, I'm back. And I'm joined by Mitch Sorensen. What's up, Mitch? What's going on? I, I just, so... I went to a water conference today, and you guys could, could obviously understand how invigorating that would be, right? But I walked in. They had Monster Energy drinks just sitting right there, so I had one at eight. Right after lunch, I had another Red Bull, right? You know, just to keep me going through the conference, so I'm, I'm ready. It's going to be a great show. I said to Mitch earlier, and, you know, I always go throw puns out there, but I said, Mitch, I hope you're able to keep your head above water today. Uh, i'm back all right dan you wanted me to start with mitch for a reason but we're also joined by dan lamagna what's up dan man i'm I'm gonna need some of mitch's energy drinks i think he had enough for all of us tonight man i was you know if we had the show yesterday i was on a high you know i was coaching the freshman team we won 51 to nothing yesterday i was so proud of the boys like just felt unstoppable and then today was a junior high game and we lost 26 12 and coach dan almost like flipped his lid you know they were holding our linemen like our linebacker, 15 yards downfield. I'm yelling at the refs until the ref kind of gave a, enough, and then I stopped. So I, 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 did, I didn't want to get a penalty on the little kids, man. I, I felt bad, you know, but I was getting a little fired up. But excited to be here for the show, minus Mitch's energy drinks, which I could really use right now. But, JB, I was, like, looking at your show notes, you know, and I first see them, and I look forward to them every week. And, you know, I'm used to these big names and splashes. And before I put any thought process into it, I'm like, lower end running back, what? quarterbacks i'm looking at these names until i looked at their rankings after two weeks and like these i'm not gonna give anything away but like the running backs rank two third sixth so jb man kudos to you you digging deep this week in dynasty well before we get into that i you know mitch anytime we see dan dan is a pretty even keel guy yes yes you know and i think mitch i would say i've described you as pretty even keel too. And he just popped off the screen. That was not me. Going on. I did not do that. I gotta, I gotta creep back down there. There we go. But you know, and I'm, I'm all high energy, but I would, I would pay. I actually would pay admission to go to a game that Dan is coaching to see him lose his cool a little bit. I really would. Because oh, we never fun. get to see that. Oh, it, I bet it happens more often in games than he's willing to admit. Wait, Mrs. Lamagna was making fun of me because I'm used to coaching grown men or maybe the college at the youngest. And she knows when I start pacing, then my pace starts slowing down and I start creeping in the field to the refs and that Italian temper could come out a little bit. But like, this is the first time I've ever coached the kids this young. So it is a like a true test of patience, man. But it was close tonight, JB. It was close. I'm loving some of these comments. But yeah, so the last two weeks, and again, Bear with me, as I always say, because I wasn't on the show last week. So you guys know I get ramped mm. up. Mm. 
But you look at these names and we talk about each and every week, we're going to be talking about dynasty reactions. And a lot of it is short-term based, right? Because we always talk about the short-term outcomes really have really play a pivotal role when it comes to dynasty values. And you see that certainly in tonight's players that we're going to be talking about. And a lot of them, they're guys that got an opportunity for one reason or another. And they really, you know, as, as the rock might say, took the bull by the horns, the Brahma bull and ran with that opportunity. And quite literally, when we talk about some of the running backs, but I think a lot of the issue is, and we see so many trade polls in the discord today. And if you go on Twitter and you just look at the league activity that's happening in your individual leagues, look at the players that are being discussed and traded. I mean, it, they weren't really being moved two weeks ago. And sometimes I think people have trouble when dealing with names like these and these lower end players, because they maybe they weren't on their radar previously. And it takes some time as people to adjust and for our values to catch up with maybe where they should be. And I think it's twofold, right? One, you have these players that came out of nowhere and people don't want to adjust their prices because they weren't on their radar before or take lock, which happens constantly. You know, one name we're going to talk about later, and I'm sure everybody's talking about him, is Puka. And I did not have a high roster ship post NF or post rookie drafts. I didn't. And I'll be 100% honest about that. But what you saw in the first two weeks, and yeah, there's going to be some things that will be changing here in the near future, and we're going to talk about it. But you have to be able to adjust and to sit there and say, oh, you know, I think we need a little bit more time on a certain guy. Sometimes, yeah. But I think we need to be able to adapt and adapt quickly. So let's let's get to it, guys. Productive lower end running backs, because, again, these are the guys that I'm seeing moved and talked about constantly today. And Mitch, I want to start with Jerome Ford. This is fresh yeah. off of night. 79% route participation against the Steelers. Week one, for context, Nick Chubb was at 75%. After Nick Chubb went out last night, 89% of the running back rushing market share went to J Jerome Ford. Should we be seeing a spike in value from you know a, a market perspective, and will his play in the field validate that? Will there be a spike? Yes, this is one of the people that, if I could say don't get them, don't get them. Um, so Dan, here's my reason. Dan, for where, it. Dan where's no, that? Flag, no, wait, brother? wait, there's reason for it. And Dan will agree with this. Deshaun Watson is a bottom five quarterback in the NFL right now. He is very, very, very bad. That run that Jerome Ford scored on was an amazing run. It was 75, 65 yards. I mean, should have been stopped for one yard gain. He bounced it out. All the credit to him. That was awesome. The rest of the time, that offense was terrible. It's been terrible for the last 10 weeks that Deshaun Watson has played. That offense is not getting better. You want to talk about the guys that you have on the list? Kyron Williams. At least it's a decent offense. Brian Robinson. So far, it's a decent offense. I'm not going to name the rest, but they're at least NFL-level offenses. Without Nick Chubb, the Cleveland Browns are not one of those, and they're not going to be one of those. So for me, I am completely... Okay, let me hedge that back. Oh, back. Oh, I'm not completely he's, he's out on Jerome Ford. 
I'm okay getting him, but I'm not going to come close to paying the price that he's going to be moving for. That's fair. What are you What are you willing to pay right now? I won't give an early second for him. Okay, but but let me. So let's say you're two and zero. Okay, and I have you're a sitting, lot of leagues. I'm two and zero. I get that. Yeah, I'm sure you do. But you're two and zero, and clearly this is a hypothetical situation because we know Mitch doesn't have many two and zero teams. But again, you're two and zero. The Rich. shade. <laughs> Get your umbrella out. Look, too you're just shit. mad because I saw your Scott Fishbowl team. Just calm down over there. <laughs> it's trash here. Ladies and gentlemen, I, we got a match going on tonight here on Dynasty Theory. There's, there's, there's no match. There's no We're match. Good. All right. Uh, you got B Ford wanting to bounce mm-hmm. here, Mitch. It took five minutes. Uh, but listen, Jerome Ford. That's true. Let's, let's say you're 2-0, and okay? Mm-hmm. And you're sitting there with Austin Eckler, okay? Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, David Montgomery. And you're good at running. You're good at wide receiver. Your Mm -hmm. quarterbacks are just pristine. Tight ends, you're covered. You're in a position to continue down that path of winning. Mm -hmm. Would you move your second in that situation for Jerome Ford? No, because I don't think they do it for a late second. But I mean, sure, if I could, yes, I would move my second. I actually have a team that's 4-0 based off victory points right now. I have Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb, and J.K. Dobbins on that team. Will I move my second for it? Sure. Do I think there's really a legitimate chance of that happening? No, because I think someone else is going to be willing to give up an earlier second. Okay. But I I don't think that's all that far off from market, to be honest with you. We'll see, man. We'll see. I mean, I saw someone trade like a first for Puka today. And so if that's the market that we're seeing on these sort of players, then maybe Wait, you, we'll see Jerome Ford moving for first in a week. What do you mean you saw a person do it? It was me, damn it. Yeah, and I got it. <laughs> but but we're going to add additional context there. You that know I'm all about context. First, all right, so Dan, or you were ready to throw the flag there. I was. I mean, I'd be happy to get Jerome Ford. The dude's a good runner. He's going to be their feature back the rest of the year. Even if they sign Kareem Hunt, I'm not worried about that. I agree, you know, Mitch Cleveland's not where we want that offense to be, but I don't think it's horrible. It's not like an offense that can't move the ball. It's just a little bit more like backyard football. Deshaun Watson's running around doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, Dad, let me ask you just real quick. Are you ever going to start Deshaun Watson in DFS? Not right now, no. Thank you. That's I mean, all that I need to know. If they played like the you know the, the Colts D or the Texans D, Mitch, I might like, okay, like that's the fair, Texans that's revenge fair. game or something. But so it's definitely situation bad based. But now with Jerome Ford, I will throw the little asterisk in, and Mitch, you know, because we have talked about DFS in two weeks, the last mm-hmm. two weeks in matchups. This week, Cleveland is playing the Tennessee Titans, who is like one of the best run defenses in the National Football League. So, like, I would just tell the whole dynasty world for one week, just be patient. Like, don't be mad if you trade for Jerome Ford and he has one, like, not so great week next week because they're playing the Titans. It's probably not going to happen. But, but the volume's there. I see John's hands, like, slowly raising up on this. You can have my second, though. I will give a second for Jerome Ford if I need a running back in a heartbeat. And they may be facing a, a stout run defense, and that's fine. And again, just one week at a time, that's basically what the dynasty season is at this point. You know, and values to flipping and flopping. But if we see Jerome Ford come out and he gets, I mean, 79% route participation for running back, that's fantastic. Is it going to happen on a weekly basis? Probably not. 
but you have a team, you have a line that has been struggling. Deshaun Watson, who can't even hit the broadside of a barn. He couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. I'm trying to think of a third one that I could throw in there. That was but good. You, Jerome Ford coming out of the backfield gives him that opportunity. And this is a kid, he, he's got the speed score. And I said in uh, 2022 pre-NFL draft, if there were a guy that could be the next Elijah Mitchell, I said it was going to be Jerome Ford. And then he went to Cleveland, and I said, I hate this. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think there's going to be an opportunity, you know, especially with a team that very well could have negative game scripts, and you say, well, that's not great for the running backs. Well, if he's running the routes, it's going to be good. Yeah. And Kevin Stefanski wants to run the ball. They're going to run the ball. You know, he looked like a talented running back last preseason and we all were patient. We all were looking forward to Jerome Ford. And then he finally got his chance when Chubb went down and he looked impressive. Again, is it going to be that every week? But it's only going into week three of the dynasty season. So a second round for 14 weeks of a starting running back, he's not going to lose his job. I think the kid's too talented. All right. These are some quick uh, trades that I'll throw at you guys. There are, these are all from today. There is one, two. So there's two that are straight Jerome Ford for a 24 second. And you have to think mid to late. So there are some people that are going to take it. Then we have a Jerome Ford for a Marvin Mims and Tank Bigsby. See, it's too much. That's too much. Do we all agree that's too much? Yep. We have Jerome Ford in a third. For a 25 first. Well, see, that's too much. We, but but that's my, my point, Mitch. I don't think we're all that far off from our overall value of him. Nah, we'll see. Um, see, uh, I don't want to give that future first up because he's not going to be the starter next year. I would assume Chubb's going to be back and stronger than ever. And so, I think, one, I think one that, year rental. I don't know if Chubb's going to be the answer moving forward. We don't know. Would you move a sure. second for would you move a second in a 12 team Superflex 2 PPR for tight ends? Would you move a 24 second for Nick Chubb Dan? Yes. Oh, for Chubb 24 second. There's a good chance. I need a little more information. You know, I want to hear a little bit more about Chubb's injury and a little more, you know. No, no, no. The offer's on the table now, and it's revoked. <laughs> it's one of those on sleeper, exploding <laughs> offers. Yeah. I'm re- Depends on the roster, you know. Uh, I, I'm going to add. I, I'd probably keep the 24 second right now. All right. Thank you. It took you a minute, but you got there. Mitch, are you the same? I don't know, man. It's still Nick Chubb. It's the, same, it's the same knee. Okay like seven years ago i mean i do think he tore absolutely everything that's the only like scary thing but so did javante yeah he's I looking mean, swell he's looking swell right now he looks fine i mean he's not bad he looks like he could dude i'm not gonna discount someone like nick chubb like i'm sorry no, I, I'm, there I'm, are very few people on this planet that can do what nick chubb does so i'm not gonna be like and he hasn't been like injury ridden before, yes. Has he had that injury before? Yes, but it's been seven or eight years at this point. So and no, least, I would no, probably look, take Chubb over a second. I wouldn't, but I'm being facetious with the Javante Williams comment. Let me be clear, because I'm sure somebody in the chat will go, "Oh, JB, what's wrong, Javante?" Just, just poking the bear. Uh, whoa, Jerome Ford for a 24 first. What are we doing? I told you, Mitch. Told? Would you Jerome Ford or Marvin Mims? Uh, yeah. That probably Mims. 
And right? that one's tough just because if Judy was out, I would go Mims in a heartbeat. It's just, I don't know what the hell's going on with Judy. I think it's roster specific too. If you're loaded at wide receiver and thin at running back, yeah, hey, you know what? I, I'm going to roll that. the dice. I don't think I'll like lose too much sleep, but last one, actual trades that went through today, Dan, Jerome Ford or Zach Charbonnet. Jerome Ford. All right. Zach. So for me, I would say that I always talk about the point of indifference for me from a pick perspective, it would be that mid 24 second value that, you know, we're talking about backfields that might be decimated and I can plug Jerome Ford in. I like his prospect and his outlook for the rest of 2023. I mean, with the way the running back landscape is across the NFL, it's really dangerous to project out even further than 2023. So give me what I think is going to be production this year. And I'm perfectly fine moving that second if I believe it's going to put me in a situation to succeed this year. Dan, Kyron Williams. This is it's such an interesting situation because you, you look at last year and it was Cam Akers kind of eh, on the outs. Daryl Henderson was going to get all the work. Then, boom, they cut Daryl Henderson in Los Angeles. Cam Akers comes back, has a, a decent end of the season, kind of built some hype and hope from a lot of dynasty managers. And now Cam Akers, it sounds like it's either he's getting traded or cut. Yeah, I am all in. I think I've gotten one additional share of Kyron Williams each week. I'm going to keep trying to find different ways to get him. I think people just hear Kyron Williams and they're like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll move him. I'll do something on my roster. But we've discovered two things over two weeks. The Rams are a competitive football team, which we didn't know they were going to be. They are. He was the man in week one. And more impressively, he just played a real solid game versus a tough Niners defense. He's a PPR back, so he's always going to get those catches. Sean McVay liked him a year ago, and he's completely endorsed him to the point this year where Cam Akers is sour grapes again and is about to be traded for like the 15th time. So all signs point there, man. You, you watch these games. This kid knows how to run the football and play the game. Um, I, I think he's going to be the Rams starting back for not beyond this year. I, I think he's a really good football player. See, I'm I'm with you in terms of we, we want to try to project into 2024. I think it's a little bit more likely that Kyron Williams gets the nod, or at least on the right side of a 50-50, than Jerome Ford would. I, I think that would be the case. So because of that, for me, I have Kyron in one tier above. We talk about route participation. Kyron was at 80% in week two. 19% targets per route run. So when he's on the field, he's running routes. He's getting almost a 20% look whenever he's he's out there. And this last week, that backfield, Dan, you could have suited up and played running back for the Rams beyond Kyron Williams. Ronnie Rivers, I think, was out there. Uh, but 100% of the running back rushing market share in week two, and he even started to take over that job in week one. So it didn't take an injury, even though I love Jerome Ford. It didn't take uh, you know anything of that nature. It just, Kyron Williams went out there and he won the job. Now are there things going on behind the scenes that maybe we don't know about, maybe an attitude situation, maybe. But I, I think for me, Kyron Williams would be a little bit above Jerome Ford moving forward. And that would he have nine targets, I think, this last week. This is a team that they're probably going to play a little bit behind in a lot of situations, but they beat the Seahawks in week one. They remain, remained ultra competitive 
against a team that might be one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl this year in the San Francisco 49ers. So the outlook is like extremely encouraging for this Rams team that everybody left for dead. So, Mitch, how are you feeling about Kyron Williams here? Dude, I love him. I love him. I think he's everything we wanted Akers to be, and he's – they're using him in the pass game. That's the one difference is, like, even when Akers was doing Akers things this past, like, the previous eight games or so, he wasn't getting any receiving work. Like, right. very, very, very little. Kyron Williams is doing everything you want a running back to do. They don't have anyone on the roster they could bring in and really play over him. As long as he stays healthy, he's going to be in a good position. So for me, I mean, what is his price point right now? Is it the 24 first, or do you think you could get him for an early 24 second? So we got, well, 26 first and second in 26. No, for Kyron not, Williams. I would do that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I always As John we, says, we'll we, always be dead at that point. We'll always be dead. We all might be dead. Yeah, we all. Uh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> we'll always be dead. Come here for more optimistic takes with Dynasty Theory. Uh, Elijah Moore, a third and a pair of fourths. Give me Kyron Williams. I'll, no, I'll we, yeah, yeah. Rashid Shahid and Kyron Williams or Drake London. That's a trade that went through today. That's right. Did that happen today or Saturday London. morning? It says today. Huh. I take Drake London. I want I want Drake. Here you go. 24 second, 25 second for Kyron Williams in a 25 third. Kyron Williams. Maybe. You have all the seconds you want. Give me yeah. Kyron Williams. Yeah. I agree. And I think that's going to be the issue and the hold up for a lot of people because coming into this season, nobody was really talking about Kyron Williams for a 24 second. But because of the situation, we have to be able to adjust and yeah, it's more than you had to pay a few weeks ago. I mean, as recently as I think three weeks ago, I was in the Discord talking about picking them up off of waivers. Oh, yeah. It was, yep. you know, not every league, but there were, uh, I think it was about 10% of my leagues at the time. He was still available. Uh, Justice Hill, this was before the J.K. Dobbins stuff, he was available. But that that's, you know, so we're all in agreement we're okay at the price points we've discussed. Yep. Not not some of the trades, but just the twenty four second price point. We're equivalent. We're okay getting out, going out and getting Kyron Williams or Jerome Ford, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I, th- I think an important piece is to realize there's talent here. Like we're we're gonna talk about Zach Moss after a while, and whether he's helpful or not this year, that's not a long term answer. Like there's nothing that excites me in this world about Zach Moss, Kyron Williams and Jerome Ford. They are good NFL running backs that are, I would say above average, not just your average or below back in a good situation. The one thing that does worry me a little bit about Kyron Williams is it's a long 17 week season. And like you said, JB, it's like Ronnie rivers and uh, who knows who behind him. Like I really hope Cooper cup comes back to take some pressure off Puka and Kyron Williams. So they don't just run these guys into the ground to try and stay in football games for 17 weeks. That'd be my only concern. I'm very upset with myself because, I, and you know, we got to bring it up now, but Jerome Ford, let's rewind a little bit. Mitch, is there going to be a reason to drop his price if they would go out and trade for Cam Akers, sign Kareem Hunt, sign Leonard Fournette? What's the outlook there in that situation? I think that falls into the situation that we've talked about before. I think he is a back that will lose value if one of those guys are signed. But you know, just really quick on Jerome Ford, I don't think you get him this week. Like Dan brought up, you wait till after this Titans game. Ty, uh, Dan clued me into this last week. You know, the Titans have a great 
run defense. Like nobody runs against them. So just don't trade for him this week because you can't even play him this week. And I, I see Ben on there saying, you know, he's in Kyron like 5'8 and runs a 4'7. 5'8, 5'9. Um, you know, he's not the biggest back, not the fastest back, but there's been a lot of successful fantasy guys over time that aren't blazing speeds. Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys that fits that mold, that hits the hole fast, runs his assignment. He's quick, you know, better lateral maybe than north and south. He's just a good football player. So that, that doesn't scare me away either. He's thick. He's not like a Deuce Vaughn small by any means. All right. We got some comments in the chat. Uh, B Ford, he's in a much bigger hurry to trade Kyron. Wes, I got told no to cup for Kyron with a 2-3 swap. All right. Well, we're 24 minutes in, got through two players. We got a lot on the show sheet still, so let's see if we <laughs> yeah, can speed this gonna... up a little bit, guys. You're you're slowing us down. I'm trying to go go quickly here. Brian Robinson, in or out, Dan. <sighs> Lukewarm, JB. I mean, um, I don't fault anyone for being in, but I have zero shares, and I'm not going after any. Because I don't think you get him at the price of a Kyron Williams throughout these past weeks or Jerome Ford. So I would say out because of the price. Do we yeah. think it's a late first for him, though? Or I think people want more, more for him than they do the other guys, or at least they have all along. I don't know. It, it, like Dan said, it's really based off his value. I love him because I think they hate Antonio Gibson. Like, I just think they hate the dude. So Brian Robinson gets a ton of work. His story is just cool to buy into. You know, so for me, I really, really like him. All right. Uh, at the very similar price point, actually, to Kyron Williams. So if you had to buy into Brian Robinson or Kyron Williams, cost is exactly the same. Mitch, who do you prefer? Robinson. I like Kyron because I think he gets more receptions on the year. All right. I, I gave the, the numbers for those previous backs, Jerome Ford and Kyron Williams. So, of course, I got to give it with B-Rob. 76% running back rushing market share in week one up to 90% in week two. So Mitch, you say they hate Antonio Gibson. The numbers kind of show that. There. It's true. Now the route participation, this is the kicker here for Brian Robinson around 40%, both of the first two weeks. That's a lot higher than people would have expected mm-hmm. because everybody was assuming, well, Antonio Gibson, he's going to be more involved. He's really going to pick up the slack from JD McKissick leaving Last year, Brian Robinson, he only ran 83 routes all year. That 40% route participation, that's going to blow that out of the water. So I think same tier as Kyron is, uh, you know, a fairly reasonable ask. Gun to head, if I had to pick, I would go Brian Robinson because of the overall better and more efficient offense as we sit here today. The you know you can look at the draft capital, you look at the pieces around him, and you know does Kyron Williams hold up? I I just don't know. And again, Brian Robinson do get shot and then he's back on the field in less than yeah. a month. Jeez, Dude's oh awesome. man. Uh, okay, Raheem Moster, poor week one, strong week two. Who's the real Raheem? I'm Mitch? out. <laughs> I just I can't trust the dude to stay healthy. Like if I had any faith that he would play 11 full games this season I'd be a lot more in but I just that's one guy I cannot buy into just from his previous injury history all right let me ask you Mitch because mm-hmm. I'm pulling a lot of Najee Harris questions in the discord today <laughs> not Najee Harris or let's call it a mid 24 second and Raheem Mostert 12 team super flex 2 PPR for Dante Mostert 
I'll sell hairs for just about anything, to be honest with you. Anything useful that's a little bit shiny, yeah, Najee Harris is off my teams. Yep. All right. All right. Uh, be, I, I'm just looking at some of the comments. Be Hart, why would Brian Robinson be the same price as those guys? I mean, what, what have I been saying? The proof right. is in the pudding. That's what they're trading at. Dan, it looks like you're deep in thought over there. What's going on? He was more of a name starter before the season, Robinson. Of course, of like, course he was. I still think he's a little pricier, but here nor there, it's close. I mean, in Mostert, I'm in on Mostert. I, I think he is their guy. He was their guy going in the season. As much talk as we heard about them looking at running backs, they had chances and they never signed anyone, which just kind of tells me they had enough faith in what they have and riding him for now. I'm not excited about him in Dynasty at all because he's still old. Like, I don't think this is a long-term thing. You know, Mitch is right on the injury status, but – as long as he's healthy, he's in my starting lineup. Like they have such a potent passing attack. There's gonna be lanes. He's gonna have a big, big play now and then. Still a fast dude. Um, there's no competition behind him either. I'm seeing a few Mostert's for a third. Are we in Mostert. on Mostert at that price? Yeah, Mostert in a heartbeat. All right, Mostert. Oh, what about Mostert or a third and two two Atwell? Two two. I say most because of the value of the position. You're probably more likely to need a running back. And I am in on two, two, two. So I like you saying that, yeah. Mitch. Yeah. And then close, Dan, first up, Mostert or Sean Tucker? Mostert by far. Landslide. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Lord. You know, I know everybody wants, you know, I I love Sean Tucker pre-draft. And, you know, the, the medicals and slipping in the draft and not being drafted. It would be a great story to see him be successful. But I think the death of Rashad white is greatly exaggerated the, the fantasy death, if you will. And, you know, I still like Rashad, you know, dude told me he was the best running back in that draft class. Yeah. And if you ever need any insight, John's on a personal level with Mr. White. So he could reach out. That's good information you're getting tonight on the show. Until I told him, I thought he was going to the third round. I thought he was going to, we forgive around here. Screen. We we forgive around here. You know. Nah, he was a good dude. He was a good dude. Uh, all right, uh, Zach Moss. Uh, does this continue? What's going on with JT, Mitch? No, I don't want Zach Moss at all. Like, is he good? Sure. If he's on waivers, sure. If you could get him for a fourth, sure. I. This is great for two more weeks. I mean, and then Jonathan Taylor's going to come in. Moss is still going to get work. But it's not going to be startable work, I think, is my worry. Is I don't even think he's a flex play when Jonathan Taylor comes back. So, for me, I'm just I'm just out. Yeah, I think it's, it's important to remember you play the Houston Texans. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Mitch, Moss or Akers? Oh, Akers. Oh, today there was a Zach Moss for Nick Chubb. <laughs> oh, I oh. like it. Please I'll take the ghost Jonathan of Nick theory. Chubb before Zach Moss. <laughs> All, right. All right, my um, lord. Um... Third and fourth or Zach Moss? I'm uh, desperate. Fine. Yeah. There's other players I'd rather just try to get. If you're really running back needy. Yeah. All right. So maybe what we're looking at there is add a little something to Moss. See if you can flip for a second. Yes. If you have Moss. It, yeah. You know, th- there are a few trades here that are right around that value. So it could be possible. We'll see. So out of these guys that we talked about, Ford, Kyron, B-Rob, Mostert, Moss, I want you to rank them in terms of, and we'll start with Dan, in terms of the price you're willing to pay to acquire in your dynasty leagues. Kyron's first for me, clearly. Um, 
Robinson and Ford, it's a struggle for me, but I, I would say Robinson two, Ford three, Mostert fourth, Moss fifth. Yeah, as far as I'm just switching, um, I'm going Robinson first, Kyron second, Ford third, and then Mostert and Moss. And I'm not giving a first for anybody. No, and, and that's something we've seen too, and I, I actually line up exactly with Mitch. But that's Brian Robinson. There were several polls in the Discord today where it was – Robinson in a late, presumed late second or a late first. It's just not the way the value's fine. We always talk mm-hmm. about value, right? Yep. The value is fine in that situation, but it's not the way I want to frame that deal. No. You know, and when we get to the wide receivers later, we'll we'll get into that a little bit more. All right. R- real quick, can I just say real quick on that? That exact same scenario trade. Let's say Brian Robinson goes out and he has an awesome year and he's a top 10 running back, right? The second the season is over, that first is already worth more. So right. if Brian Robinson isn't helping you get into the money at that point, then it's a, it's just a bad trade. So although he's going to help your team out a little bit, I don't think he's going to be the difference between you winning, you know, the championship or at least making the championship over someone else you could get for a lesser price. That is a great like, point. That, that's it's what like we're talking about Damian Pierce, Pierce from from last year again. Uh, sounds familiar. Oh, except for he made me win. Uh, championship just kidding i only won one <laughs> yeah no that's a great point and, and mitch is putting like the best case scenario of him finishing 10th and i don't believe that happens because remind you he's got to play the cowboys and the eagles defense two times yet and even the giants d line's not bad so his schedule isn't easy versus run defenses all right there are a couple quarterbacks that up to this point two weeks in i think some people are surprised they're sitting there two and oh So we're looking at the Washington Commanders, the Atlanta Falcons, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being led by the great Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter, and Baker Mayfield. What are our thoughts on these guys overall? Uh, Because somebody on here talked too much for the last 33 minutes. Let's try to go somewhat quickly. Dan, what do you got? Oh, man. This was like really eye-opening, JB. I mean, you got Howell ranked ninth at, at quarterback position after two weeks. Baker Mayfield 10th, Desmond Ritter 18th. I mean, all those can help your fantasy teams in super flex. Um, you know, I don't know if you're asking me if I'm in or out on any of these guys. Um, I have a Ritter or two shares of him based on desperation in some leagues. And I think he's like, you know, my third quarterback on those rosters. Sam Howell is probably the most prim- promising. He kind of sling it around a little bit. Baker and Tampa Bay has been surprising, but um I don't know. I mean, I think all three of them are going to hold their job for 17 games this year. And if you get 17 games out of a quarterback, they could help you. Do you hear that? That's the drum beat for that Desmond Ritter comment that I had before the season started. It's going. He's going to finish as a top 20 quarterback in Dynasty. It's going to be great. Just patience. Just patience. Watson will be below him. Oh, it's going to be glorious. (laughs) All right, well, Mitch is just excited about Desmond Ritter, but let me throw some numbers at you guys. Sam Howell, fourth highest adjusted completion percentage through two weeks at 83%. So when you when you take into account the drops, he is completing 83%. Timeout, timeout versus t- two of the worst defenses in the National Football League in the Arizona Cardinals and Denver Broncos. Don't lose sight of that. But th- that's still super impressive. And I, listen, I, this this isn't me like, oh, I, I touted Sam Howell. I have very few shares. So this is not just trying to tune Understood. any horns. I'm Understood. just 
I just keep, uh, I'm just keeping some perspective. I like it. I like it. Him being in the division is, with the Cowboys, I'm sure it has nothing to do. It really does. Point. It it really does. It. I just, you know me and DFS, John. Like we're we're in week three, and now we've got some data. And, and I take some of that DFS over to Dynasty, and I'm just I'm looking to play guys against the Arizona and Denver defenses moving forward. So Sam Howell's in that bucket. I want to see how he progresses versus some tougher defenses. That's all. I, I want to see. Sure. I need a big. Yep. I need a larger sample size. But oftentimes, when we talk about these larger sample size, it's it's taking a calculated risk. And it's being on one side or the other when it comes to betting on a player. And yeah, we could we could react a little bit more and, and let it play out, maybe pay a slightly inflated price, but we have a little bit more uh, safety making that bet. Or we could be proactive, get out there, get ahead of the the value spikes or drop sometimes, unfortunately. But yeah, I, I can you know I can appreciate that. Desmond Ritter, he is tenth with or sorry, the Atlanta Falcons are 10th with 43.5% of their drives ending in this score. The well, issue is, Bichon, I, I, those things happen. The issue is, I don't know how many drives they're having and they're all runs. Uh, Atlanta only has 50 pass attempts through two games. That's tied for 31st. But good news, Desmond Ritter, seventh at 81% completion percentage when he's able to get the ball out faster than 2.5 seconds. So when he gets the ball out quickly, doesn't overthink it. He's not forced on the run. He's highly efficient and effective. That drops to 52% 24th when he takes over two and a half seconds of throw. So if he's able to get his feet set, get the ball out quickly, uh, most likely lower a dot. He actually, I think he had one of the lower a dots across the league so far. Um, you know, it makes sense. Baker Mayfield. I, I think Baker's the most surprising out of out of all of these guys. Tampa ranks sixth at 7.0 net yards gained per pass attempt. That takes into account passing yards and sacks. And then 73.5% completion percentage when he has time to throw. That's second best, only behind Jared Goff. And all three of these guys, they're in the top 14 at at least seven yards per attempt. All right, Mitch, how do you how do you rank these guys for dynasty purposes right now? Well, uh, Ritter, Howell, Mayfield, Mayfield, but they're all so close. I mean, it's if you like someone more, sure. I mean, I really don't care. I hope I don't have to start them to be honest. For me, I would go Howell, Ritter, Baker. Yeah. But the Baker is the one that I'm and you know, early second value for Ritter. You know, I th- think Howell's teetering on that late first value. Like, I wouldn't move him for an early second. I don't know if I would move him for a pair of seconds. But then Baker's that one that Dan says, I want to see a little bit more. You know, we've been snake bitten by Ma- Baker before. And I know now he has Mike Evans, who a uh, career resurgence here, you know, in year, what, nine or whatever. And then Chris Godwin, you got Kate on, you got Rashad White out of the backfield, two and zero, like we've talked about. But I just, I do want to see a little bit more from Baker Mayfield here. Yeah, Baker, I don't know if I need to see anything more specific out of Baker. I think we know what we're getting out of Baker. Two weeks of not throwing interceptions is really good. Uh, you know, no picks in both weeks. I mean, again, Minnesota and Chicago. Again, we're kind of finding some struggling defenses. Uh, but 317 yards versus the Bears was was pretty darn nice. I'm more interested to see how the Bucks and really all three of these teams, you know, they're 2-0 and now. 
if they get to at least 500 or better, they're not replacing them through the draft. You know, or it's going to be hard to. I mean, you know, this, this quarterback draft might be a little bit deeper next year. Um, you know, what are the quarterback free agents going to be next year? How replaceable are these guys? So, like, for that purpose, I'm thinking maybe Sam Howell might be the best of these three because I think he has the best chance of kind of this Washington team staying behind him. But that could change. And that's where it comes in for me as well, not just production, but a little bit of safety or perceived safety. And I do think it comes with how being the safest of the options with their likelihood of playing and starting for the respective teams in 2024. All right. Some wide receivers that really wowed us. And let's just get rip the bandaid off Puka. All right. Let me throw my thoughts and takes. I I talked about this in the discord. I always plug the discord. It's completely free. The links uh, to join the link is in the episode description. So if you want to jump in, come check it out, whether it's on YouTube or the podcast feed, the links in there, but for Puka. All right. So far through two weeks, we've had five games from wide receivers where they had at least 35% target share per route run. Two of those five instances are Puka. All right. 3.06 yards per route run. That's seventh. He's sitting there at wide receiver two through two weeks. I know Cooper Cup is going to be coming back, but this is not a situation and again, this isn't take lock or, oh, I was in on Puka. I barely had any of them. But it, this is too much to ignore to have that type of target share per route run, even if it drops, which I would expect it to when Cooper Cup comes back. But it's not like he's getting like a 2-2 Atwell stat line, like seven, eight, nine targets, couple splash plays, finding the end zone. Like he didn't find the end zone here in week two. And still so much production because of the volume. I expect the volume to come down, but I think this kid's for real. And I think he's going to continue to find success. Now, from a price perspective, I think he is valued and should be valued at a late 24 first value. Am I moving a 24 first? No. Holler. He's in the chat right now from the fantasy effect crew. He, uh, Bup, 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 bup. Uh, B Ford says, yeah, he won't go to zero, but worth a first at the moment. So I will not move any 24 first for Puka. I won't do it. Now I moved a 25 first in a league with Mitch to Mitch 14 team league. I like my, I like my team. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> it's also a start for wide receiver league. So a little bit of additional context. I moved a 25 first. I felt very comfortable doing so. I tried to get Puka from Holler for a 25 first. He wasn't budging. He wanted the 24. Well, guess what? I'm not budging. I'm not paying that price. I moved Jerry Judy straight up, who continues to be overvalued. Why? Because of his name? Because of his draft capital from four years ago? Aren't you the one on the show that likes draft capital? Not when the production hasn't (laughs) been there. Yes, again, all I look at is draft capital, and that's all I care about. Pretty high. I said something. I don't know. Maybe I remember some draft shows that we've had that after the third round, you're like, all these guys suck. Yes, that, that's a quote. They suck. That, that No, you said they're analysis. dead to you. I said they're I, dead to me. I said a little bit worse than they suck, but that's just me. No, I don't think so. But, but it, okay. Let, let, let's stick with the take lock here. A guy was underdrafted. Uh, you know, 
we see it early. Let's continue down that path. Let's double down with, you know, we need to be able to adjust. We we need to. Some of us uh, yeah. were high on Puka you, you, throughout the draft process. You traded Judy for Puka. If I have Jerry Judy in a league, oh, God, anybody, anybody that's listening, if I have Jerry Judy and you have Puka, send me the offer. I'll accept instantly. I'll add a third and a fourth just to throw it on there for the fun on top of Judy. Be like, just get him off my team. I'll take Puka. So again, I'm right around that late first value, but I'm not moving the 24 first itself. I'll do something involving players. I'll do something involving a second plus. Uh, I will move that 25 first. If I feel good about my team, depending on the league dynamic and the situation, uh, you know, so that is exactly where I am on Puka, and I will be unapologetic. I will not backtrack. That's where I am. Dan? I, I appreciate the conviction, and there's no challenge flags here or anything anything like that. I don't know if I could go there yet. Um, go there. Go there. It's, it's a fantastic place. Go with me. Like, ah, man. I mean, he is clearly until Cup comes back, their wide receiver one. When Cup comes back, he's their wide receiver too. And I think that's a good thing with the way they pass the volume of the passing game there. I think it becomes like a Metcalf, Lockett, Evans, Godwin. I mean, it's a legitimate one-two punch. And, and um, real, real quick, we talked about with Kyron Williams just a few minutes ago. Uh, is Ronnie Rivers going to start getting involved in the running game? No. So it's going to be, we're going to continue to see the volume. Stafford's arm looks live. He looks good. He looks healthy. Once he got out of that horrible state of Michigan, all signs are all systems go. Okay. I mean, some teams may make some adjustments here in the upcoming weeks, but the Niners couldn't do it. And that's a very good defense and well-coached team. And now it's, now it's uh, the Rams are going to Cincinnati Monday night. And that could be another big Puka game while, to your point, I mean, Judy's probably going to have four catches for 40 yards and Puka will have 100 yards and a touchdown or two. So that's a great gamble to take. So I get it. All right. Well, I'm all wrought up. Look how rosy these cheeks are. Look how rosy those cheeks are. All right. I look like Santa Claus over here. Another another big start to the season. Nico Collins, 2.86 yards per hour on that's ninth in the NFL. He's wide receiver six. He's being targeted downfield. 15 and 13.6 average at the target in weeks one and week two. CJ Stroud has been throwing the ball fairly well, you know, up to this point, And again, it's super early, but up to this point, if you're comparing a CJ Stroud and a Bryce Young, I think it's clear right now who's, produ- who's producing fantasy weapons, who, who is uh, putting their team, their offense in a better situation. I, I believe it's CJ Stroud, but anyway, Nico Collins, Dan, how do we feel about Nico? Hey, he's a guy that flashed in recent years, and unfortunately, he had Davis Mills throwing to him. I mean, he's a nice size receiver that gets open and has had some flash moments with poor quarterbacks. Now you get Stroud, who went into this last game with a sore throwing shoulder, threw the ball 47 times, 347 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and did that with no run game. Like, there's no help from the run game. It's a banged-up offensive line that's a really hurting team. So there's a lot of promise here. And, uh, you know, even Tank Dell got into that equation. And I think that's a good thing because that takes some pressure off of a Nico Collins. And here's a team starting to find some weapons. So uh, there's a lot of positive there with Nico. I I think of the guys on this list, Puka and Nico are are, are the two uh, finds that could help your team. Now, Nico might be more obtainable, uh, I think. You know, I mean, 
I don't know. Nico still feels like a little bit of an unsexy uh, wide receiver to get, but I, I think you have a better chance of attaining him on your roster and he could help you the rest of the way. 100%. His price is far more reasonable and somebody that I was looking to acquire. And it, it seemed he's checking all the boxes. You know, he's checking all the boxes and it's an offense that has been able to at least move the ball here. Mitch, Nico, in or out. I love Nico. And it's because you guys brought it up. This how this offense is being ran. It doesn't really matter who it is. You want the number one person this offense because they've thrown the ball 90 times in two games. And so if Nico Collins is the number one wide receiver, then I want Nico Collins. And it just so happens that he people haven't really baked that in yet because it's still, oh, it's CJ Stroud. It's the Houston Texans. We didn't like Stroud before, so we're going to continue to not like Stroud. Dude, I love Stroud. Like you said, John, we can't be stuck on take lock. I would take someone off for me today. Uh, CJ Stroud for my Bryce Young. I would move it, be more than happy to do so. Um, Nico Collins, absolutely love the dude before, love him now. And so I'm really, really happy with him. Yeah, he's a young 24, too. Like he's not older or anything. He's, I think he's just hitting his peak right now. And that, that's a good sign. Mm, trying to find some trades here. Uh, Nico Collins or Brian Robinson, straight up. Team dependent. Yeah, it depends what you need. I go with the running backs normally the, the harder to get, so I, I might lean that way. But if it's not, I I like building my dynasty teams with a receiver. So it depends how how you're equipped. Nico Collins or Jacoby Myers, Raheem Mostert in 25 second. Start nine. Also, this one's a start nine. Give me the package. Yeah, I'll say package even in a start. It's a lot. All right. And then we got Nico Collins for a 24 second. I will take Nico. Same. Take Nico. And then we got Nico for uh, there's a couple with Nico for 24 first. No, uh, no first. Nope. Yeah, uh, I'm out. And then uh, super cheap option, Josh Reynolds. I mean, 2.47 yards per route run, 15th uh, uh, across the board for wide receivers. He's wide receiver 12 through two weeks. Like, is he keeping, you know, well, let me hear your thoughts, Mitch. Dude, I'm so pissed at myself still. Dan knows this. I talked about it very early on Sunday. Josh Reynolds was so cheap on DFS, and I wanted him, and for whatever reason, I just didn't put it. So, like, I'm pissed at myself. But, dude, like, you all know I love Jared Goff. I really like him. The dude is scared to throw the ball more than 10 10 yards down the field unless it's, like, the absolute perfect scenario. And right now, Josh Reynolds is in that perfect scenario each time for them. And this defense is just as bad as it was last year. So the Lions are going to be playing in the exact same games they did last year to where they're going to have to score 40 points to win. So do I like him? Yeah. You kind of are a little bit hesitant because once Jamison Williams comes back, that's what I was, I don't really know how the offense is going to go, but I, I was talking to, you know, we call him fake Ron in the discord. It's with Corey, but it's, I don't know if Goff is willing to throw the ball 25 yards down the field multiple times a game. So that might take Jameson completely out of the picture. And it is just Josh Reynolds and Amon Rossi Brown. I don't know. So super cheap. Yeah. Pick him up if you can for a fourth or even maybe even a late third, but I wouldn't put too much faith in him for at least three weeks because it's just, that offense is weird, man. 
if move. you're not if you're not contending, would you move him for a third? Let's see. Oh, in a heartbeat. God. For a fourth, I'd move him for a fourth if I'm not contending. Okay. Yeah, remember he's 28 years old. You know what you're getting in Josh Reynolds. He's just in a nice situation right now where there's some volume in the passing game. They don't have a true number two receiver, so he fills that role. But his stat line was five for 66 for two touchdowns last week. Those two touchdowns and a lot of other weeks are going to go to the Sun God. They're going to go to Laporta. They're going to go to back out of the backfield. They're going to go to some no-name guy or Khalif Raymond. You're not always going to get all that production, um, but he, he's a role player for you. All right, um, quick rapid fire for him. So, Mitch, let's run through it. Mm-hmm. Josh Reynolds or Rashid Shahid? Rashid Shahid. Shahid smash. Alec Pierce. 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 Robert Woods. Oh, I'll take Reynolds there. Yeah, Reynolds. And what about Juju Smith-Schuster? Juju. Juju, yeah. Did you have to think about it a little bit? A little bit. It was one of those, like, is this stupid? No, nah, it's probably not stupid. All right. Well, we so made that, that for the most well, part. Not yet, there, though. That's a couple wide receivers. I have a very strong feeling you guys don't have anything for this because neither I do you. Do. Oh, oh we do. We do. How I dare he all week. underestimates us. Wow. Dan, I think it was 842, and you messaged me and said, hey, where the show notes go? And I was passive aggressive, and I sent a screenshot of where it was sent to. It was the but, link I was looking for, JB. I just knew the link was in the show notes, so I needed that. I, got, I was in the wrong email account. You guys miss what I'm not on the show because you love my passive-aggressive nature, don't you? I do. All right. So, Dan, since you got something, I said wild card. Any player, any topic, spend about three, four minutes on it. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll go a little rapid fire, just some closing thoughts on week two as we wrapped up and we're looking at the free agent wire we're looking at trades or just analyzing certain situations um you know Denver wide receiver Brandon Johnson who is he you know if you're in a 14 team league and you're looking at free agents tonight he's making plays you know he, he's getting balls he's kind of the third guy Those that Denver hail receivers. Mary was that was incredible oh that was sweet I wish they had the two-point conversion after but like Denver's found their offense even though Russ isn't like maybe spectacular. They found their offense to a degree. Their defense is horrible. So they're going to be chasing all year. Sean Payton will get the most out of him, but he's just a deep flyer that I throw out there. Craig Reynolds, you know, as they throw up in my mouth a little bit, maybe for a few weeks for some running back depth in Detroit. Cause Don, put Donovan, in. Donovan active roster. I'm going to play Don, all three of them. It doesn't matter. <laughs> they signed Bam Knight, but he doesn't even know the offense yet. I mean, like I think they, they get, get more if, carries than Jameer Gibbs. Probably. Uh, it's going to be frustrating, but just deep, deep, deep flyer. Just if you need some, you know, cut the worst guy in your lineup. Tutu Atwell is a thing. Everybody's talking to Puka to, to mass volume. Tutu is a thing. He is their number two wide receiver now. When Cooper comes Cup comes back, he'll be their number three, and he'll still score some points. Um, I love the Kirk overreactions. We, Mitch and I had a lot of fun on the pod last week, kind of analyzing the Christian Kirk situation. Man, PPR machine this week. There's so much volume in that offense. He's going to have his weeks. Joe Burrow, oh, no. Like, I'm not panicking on him on long-term dynasty, people. Like, I want Joe Burrow on my teams. I love Joe Burrow. But if you are a competing roster this year, I did say it last week, this guy was hurt. He should not have been back week one. He looked in pain the whole game week one. And then what happens at the end of week two, he re-aggravates that calf injury. It's, it's just not a surprise. So I'm a little nervous short term. And then the Jacksonville running back situation. ETN's the man. But we've all been talking about Tank Biz- Bigsby. Just a little observation. He fumbled in the last preseason game. And then he fumbled again in week one. I'm just worried about a little bit of a fumbling problem that's got Deonis Johnson kind of into that mix. 
So I'd say just let's keep watching how Tank takes advantage of his opportunities. I think if he could fix the fumbling issue, Dearness Johnson will go away. If not, guys, I, I don't know. At some point, a coach loses his trust. And I liked Dearness when he was with Cleveland. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a few splash games. He provided that support whenever Nick Chubb wasn't available or Kareem Hunt went down. But, yeah, that's a good call on having the the players that the coaching staff can trust. And that is going to be critical if you want to see the field. All right, Mitch, shock the world. What's your what's your wild card topic? Mine, I just want to bring, I brought up a trade last week, but it's kind of funny, right? So got to remember this was last week. I traded A.J. Brown, and I got Drake London and Christian Kirk, right? And at the time, I didn't love the trade, right? I wasn't super happy with it. I did it just because my team makeup. But all of a sudden now, A.J. Brown scores like six fantasy points this week, and London and Kirk are both over 20. I'm like, I'm brilliant. I'm a genius. This is how fantasy football goes. You you pulled that after the fact. Did I, did I vote for your side? I don't even know if we pulled it, to be honest. I think it was talked about, but I'm not sure if we pulled it or not. Okay. Yeah, you look like a genius. You look like a genius. I want to just really quick talk about players that I want to get out from, and I've been desperately trying today, and maybe we package something up to get a player off our roster. I know one of them. So Mitch and I, one of the players is Justin Fields. Mitch has been talking about Fields. Luckily, I'm around 5 to 6% roster ship. I moved two shares today, okay? And I know a lot of people, you know, it's coming up a lot with Kyle Pitts. It's coming up with Justin Fields. People are willing to buy low. And Dan, I know you had your question marks. I know, I know. So I'll give you some props too. But a lot of people, well, I'm going to buy low on this guy. Well, what if the value continues to fall? And with Kyle Pitts, at least, you know he's going to have an opportunity next year. Does Justin Fields, in fact, have a starting job? in 2024 that is a very real question that needs to be asked and answered so yes you can buy at a discount but if they're not going to let him run the ball if they're relying on his arm and that offense whether it's coaching whatever the case may be it's not been effective so if i can get off justin fields we moved in a 12 team start 12 we packaged up justin fields brian robinson and jerry judy a couple of players we talked about earlier, that was a coincidence, for Justin Herbert. And I would do it 12 out of 12 times. Same. Especially yeah. if it's a start 10. But this is a league now. We're 0-2. We have our first. We have Justin Herbert. We have Lamar Jackson. Uh, we have some some holes in the, the team. But then we have another 24 first. They're already blowing it up. Yep. So we very well might have two early firsts. Uh, Kenny Pickett, I want him off my roster. I... I, I I missed on that one this preseason. <laughs> I, I offered Kenny Pickett for Christian Kirk in a few spots. No go. I don't think it's going to be possible to move Kenny Pickett. I mean, from a quarterback, can, I, can you get Baker Mayfield in a second if I move Kenny Pickett? I don't think the answer to that question is yes. In, in so, our one league just now, or a little while ago, Baker went for Evan Hall, a third and a fourth. What league? Fourth and one. That and that's a 14 team real, league, man. 14 team league. That league's not real. It pains me to think I, I would have gave more for Baker in a heartbeat there. And I'm not even a Baker guy. Oh, so maybe go get do? Baker tonight. Who knows? Oh man. I don't think that manager listens to dynasty theory, but maybe it's time to tune in. <laughs> what are we doing? 
Uh, but yeah, so Kenny Pickett, I want him off my roster. Uh, Najee Harris, I want him off my roster. Pat Fryermuth, I want him off my roster. You know, not just a production thing here, but Pat Fryermuth, 0. 0.09 yards per route run. 0. 0.09. All right. Uh, whether you can look at Kenny Pickett, the offensive line, uh, Matt Canada, it's not, it's not pretty. He, Canada needs to go. And I don't think Tomlin likes these mid-season switches, but he needs to pull the trigger, change something up. You've tried it for a few years. It's clearly not working. That game last night was a travesty. <laughs> it set football back. I don't know when they were wearing the leather helmets. So a lot of Pittsburgh players just, I want them off my roster. Um, uh, who else was there? Who else was there? Uh, Cam Akers, I want to wait and see what happens here. A lot of people were talking Cam Akers are a third. I'm holding at that price. I know a lot of people would jump ship. And then speaking about the injured players, uh, I didn't get to talk about it last week, but Aaron Rodgers, J.K. Dobbins, and now Nick Chubb. It's okay not to buy low on a player that has a horrific injury. Trust me, it's okay. So you don't need to go out and do it. Um, do, 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 do. Ah, uh, B Ford, man, so man, Pittsburgh fan over there. Apparently, I would give Baker in a second for Pickett. Come on, get Frymuth off your roster. W, T, F. All right, man. Well, that was a lot. Of, I so many, so many guys. I just want to talk about how how low is Pitt's value going to go? I well, the rest of the tight end sucks, so it can't drop that far. Yeah, I'll t I'll take whatever points he gives us and be happy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, really. Pat Fryer still probably pretty highly ranked, and well, Pitts isn't going to drop below him. So there we go. I hope everybody's enjoying. Really this. though, Sam Laporta, top five tight end. He ain't far off, man. Man, like Laporta. All right, all right. Final thoughts. All right, Dan, for the two hundred nineteenth time, heading into week three, I. We're going to blink. We're going to be a month in. We're going to blink again. We're going to be two months in. Then playoffs are going to be here. But what do you got for listeners' final thoughts? Just quick and easy, man. Looking ahead to week three already. Nine games at 1 p.m. So you definitely need your YouTube TV subscription there to try to follow all nine of those games. 4 p.m. There's only three games America's team's on. So that's all that matters. And then two Monday night football games. So plan your lineups accordingly. Get certain guys in flex spots depending on your league formats. Mitch, what do you got? I was just like Dan and I brought up last week like we saw week one sucked fantasy wise week two was much better and i expect week three to even be even better like you're gonna need points on your roster these like 130 140 point weeks and you know 12 team ppr leagues probably aren't gonna win you a lot you need a plan on getting 160 170 point weeks out if you can so you need to trade for some of these higher talk about puka trade for him so he can help your team but I just don't think you could be a middling team this year actually put enough up, put enough points up to win or even come close to winning in the playoffs. And we have a lot of teams that have already, you know, maybe they started kickstarting a rebuild mm -hmm. uh, prior to, you know, tw in 2022 for 2023 picks, 2024 picks. So in a lot of leagues, those bottom feeders, they're already pretty much set and we have a general idea. So now you're jockeying for position in the middle tier and you need to set yourself up and differentiate yourself from opponents. I like that. All right. 
Hopefully everybody enjoyed the show. We'll be back next Tuesday. We have the Pivot Point Sunday morning at 8.30 Eastern time every single Sunday. Mitch and I jump on, talk about any of the topics that our patrons want to discuss. For Dan LaMagna, Mitch Sorensen, I'm John Bauer. We'll see everybody next week. Peace.